Welcome to the Learning Experience Show brought to you by eLearning Brothers. I'm your host, John Toda, and this episode is an editor's cut where we trim the full length webinar down to just the main topics and most important takeaways. That way, you get most of the webinar value in just about 15 minutes and you can listen on the go. You can always check out the rundown summary on this webinar session as well, and the episode notes will always link you right to the full video webinar on YouTube. All right, let's get into it. We are talking with Michigan State University. We're working with their training and education team. We're talking about how they're using game-based training primarily for remote training uh, as a product owner. And what I focus on primarily is the training arcade. You think about wanting to have people really embrace your product. And this story tells that story. This team has done amazing stuff. Hundreds of games, hundreds of videos, hundreds of missions, really, really exciting stuff. We're going to get really into the weeds here and talk about what's worked, what hasn't worked, and you know, try to take away lessons for each of us to be able to implement ourselves. Many of you know me. I'm the chief creative officer at the game agency. The game agency was acquired about a year ago by now ELB Learning. Today, we officially changed the name from e-learning brothers to ELB learning, but why don't we move on and introduce the people who are really the star of the shows. Adeline, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sounds good. So my name is Adeline Wharton. I am a learning designer and instructor, and I've been with Michigan State University Advancement for almost eight years now. I have a master of arts in technology and education from the University of Michigan. And prior to working with MSU, I was an instructional designer in the private sector. I'm Laura Fenger. I'm a training specialist here at University Advancement. I've been here for almost two years. I'm a recovering middle school teacher and I'm a proud Spartan. And I'm Jessica Van Els. I'm a business analyst and I've been with Michigan State University Advancement for a little over two years now. I'm working on a master's degree in data science and I am a proud third generation Spartan. So for today, we're going to talk about a number of things. We're going to talk about the why and how MSU is using games and you know, really their strategy overall. We're going to talk about the learner testimonials. We're going to go through data and analytics, which is a great story, but I think that every story, you probably want to know, how does it work? Just as a quick overview, for those of you who are not familiar with the game agency, as I mentioned, the game agency is part of ELB Learning. We build a lot of custom games. We have two platforms on either side of this. You can see we have our training arcade tool, which we're going to be talking about today. And we also have arcades and motivate cloud. So the, the training arcade is for people to build their own games. A lot of what we'll have here today, as well as arcades and motivate cloud is where those games can be housed. Those are really gamified player hubs, if you will. Okay. Michigan State University Advancement, also called UA, is responsible for fundraising and for alumni, donor, and friend engagement. UA has more than 300 staff members across the university, based both centrally and in more than 30 fundraising units. MSU has more than 500,000 living alumni across the world, and we raised more than $1.2 billion from more than a quarter million donors in the last capital campaign. And the best part is that our offices are housed in Spartan Stadium. So here's a little bit about our team. The mission of University Advancement Training Services Program is to provide new and current employees with a highly progressive training program that we offer based on job role, uh, courses that are applying to different learning styles while still supporting them in the workforce. So prior to this project, I had minimal experience using game-based learning or gamification at University Advancement before our big project to transition our customer relationship management CRM platform. Before this project, training was very traditional. It included essential training media resources, 
as a guide uh, while our employees attended instructor-led classes. And then we eventually transitioned part of them into online training. And all of them are still geared to each type of learner. The original plan for this project was to provide lunch and learns, maybe some presentations at various department meetings. And we wanted to include weekly articles before each instructor-led training to provide tips and tricks and a few micro-learning videos. But as we all know, due to COVID restrictions, we had to reevaluate our training program and we needed to find a new way to engage with our learners while they worked remotely. Thankfully, I had a couple conversations with one of our colleagues. He had prior experience in gamification while attending graduate school, and he provided a lot of practical insight on how we could use game-based learning within our training program. Over the last few years, University Advancement has gone through a lot of technology updates. A few years ago, we actually started building our new tool, and that meant a lot of research, design, and development for training services. We were going to need to train all of our staff on navigation within the platform, but we also needed to introduce new business policies with procedures. So we kind of looked at this project as an upgrade, transitioning from a landline phone to a smartphone. The smartphone could still make phone calls, store phone numbers, access voicemails, and even use redial, just like the old version of a landline. And our goal with this project was we wanted with our new CRM for our staff to be able to go on as business as usual once each phase of their onboarding was complete. So game-based learning provided a remote asynchronous learning opportunity that helped our employees stay motivated and engaged and included a lot of relevant information like real life scenarios and practice with immediate feedback. We knew that it would be essential to provide the learning opportunity to engage our employees as they work remotely. And so working from home was a huge change for university advancement staff, and it was important for us to try and make it fun. And we felt that game-based learning helped our staff learn the new content and then apply what they have learned in a practice environment while still having fun and competing with their colleagues, especially using they loved the quick uh, challenges. We figured and we felt that using the games within each journey as a form of assessment allowed us to create and monitor our layered curriculum a lot closer, but it also identified a lot of knowledge gaps that we may need to adjust while playing games such as Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Overall, our learners felt that the daily incentives were a nice motivator to log into the training arcade, gain a few extra points, and even play some games. And so we continue to create optional post onboarding learning opportunities while still using the training arcade because we wanted them to still have fun. So at the beginning of the project, we wanted to provide a lot of exciting things. But before we can get started, we actually had to create a team that would help create micro learning videos, games, graphics and documents. And during COVID, it wasn't that easy, but we were lucky enough to find a few colleagues here in University Advancement from several departments that were able to help us with our audio and managing of our videos. We were also lucky to be able to hire several students that were able to work with us in graphic design and they helped create videos and there's so many things we can't even list them off what they've done. So one of the things that we did was as a motivator for pre-onboarding and onboarding, 
we wanted to give them some cool swag. So our learners could win prizes from either vendors or multiple colleges and even leadership for helping us. They provided us with some cool stuff. And it was all for basic tasks, ranging from signing up from training, answering questions correctly, providing us some you know, feedback on what we're giving them for learning. And so we wanted to make sure that they were inter entertaining. And so we created one of the themes was considered the Fast and the Furious, and it included a car coaster, an MSU license plate, and a nice keychain. During the entire project, we used characters at some point for our news articles with uh, memes or even videos. We felt like the news articles were the best ways to communicate with our staff. And all along the way, we had to use our new database. And so we wanted to continue introducing our characters. And so what we did one night at SUA social hours, we cartoonized everyone. We turned them into cartoons. And then lastly, when it came to using our CRM, we needed to make sure that our content was somewhat realistic. It was really important for us, but we also wanted to make it dramatic and entertaining. So it was eye-opening when they walked in there. So during this program, we have created quite a number of different training materials. We used almost all of the games and features at some point in the training because we made a lot of <laughs> materials. The ones that we used the most include the journeys and the missions, and then those used trivia, jeopardy, wheel of fortune, sort it, and scenarios primarily. Journeys are nice because they help to guide the learner through the lessons, and each journey involves someone watching a video, reviewing a document, and then playing a game. And each journey, we also had to end with a fun congratulations video just to kind of let them know that the journey was complete. Now, once the synchronous learning was completed, staff members were given missions to complete within the arcade. And these missions included various games, which would help them practice what they had been learning. And so we were able to organize the games for the staff and help them to continue their learning asynchronously. Now, once the staff was able to access the test environment, we used the scenarios to give them real world experience using the new CRM as they practiced what they had learned. And as Sparty says, who doesn't like games? They are great on a number of different levels. First, they allow you to guide the user through an independent learning process. The game structure can be set up to ask easier questions, progressing to harder, or you can divide the content into sections based on the questions. And this allows you to help the user navigate the content in the way that will create the most connections between those pieces of information. Now games also allow for the story to continue throughout, including the types of images and characters that we used in the videos gave a cohesiveness to the learning. You can also tell a story within the game using information cards between questions. This can help users stay entertained and also create. Next, you, games can be used to teach asynchronously as well as assess the learning process. So by using the information card option between questions, I could use that to instruct the users. And by adding an image, a text, or a video, this can be an effective way to include instruction along the way. And finally, Games offer a more enjoyable learning experience and they add fun to the process. Because they see it as playing games, they would often go back and replay the game multiple times. And trust me, this kind of repeat play does not happen very often with a traditional assessment. Now in terms of the most effective or the popular games, 
Wheel of Fortune was often mentioned as a favorite. Users found it more fun than some of the other games. It also was a newer addition to our arcade because it came out after we had started. And so they liked the, the change up there. And that kind of indicates that it is a good idea to use different games to keep the interest level higher. Now, scenarios was an excellent way to provide teaching as well as assessment in one game. And it also allows for review of a topic easily. So if users select the wrong answer, I can send them to a review slide and then loop them back to the original question for another shot at it. And finally, trivia was a quick game to create, which allowed me to set up a game last minute whenever it was needed. And I found that by removing the time limits, I could include questions that would require the user to search for information within the CRM and then answer a question about it. And this allowed me to use the trivia game for more than just testing basic facts. One challenge that the users experienced was with the text input answers. If they worded something differently than the options offered, it was considered incorrect, even though the content was correct. Also, we found people who aren't good spellers tend to struggle more with Wheel of Fortune. So that's something to keep in mind. The Sort It game requires users to decide which item goes in which row and column. So they do have to use a lot of analysis and synthesis. And that game made them think more, but it didn't feel as fun to the end user. And we also found that time limits on the questions in any of the games did make some users anxious because they felt rushed. However, Overall, I would say users definitely seem to really enjoy playing the games, and I got a lot of comments like, I can't believe I get to play games for work. Now, as you create your own arcade or games, I do have a few suggestions, and some of these I learned the hard way. First, it's a good idea to complete each journey as you launch it. That way you can go in and easily go to any of the activities within it when a user has a question or needs navigation assistance. Next, I recommend that you play each game as you build it and check the images before launching it. Sometimes they can look different when you're actually playing the game versus building it. Also, as you play the game, look for typos because they creep in way too easily. It's also a good idea to have a couple of users who can test your game for you. Fresh eyes can catch problems or badly worded sentences. And then we recommend making use of the analytics on each game. If a lot of people are getting a question wrong, you can look and see if the question is badly worded, or maybe you just need to add an information slide prior to the question. And like I said earlier, text input questions can be tricky. If a user uses an abbreviation or a spelling error or rearranges how they word it, then the answer can look like it's wrong and they don't like that. Also, it's a good idea to use the optional feedback feature. That way you can either give the correct answer when they get it wrong, or you can suggest where they can look to find the correct answer. And then I do recommend that you make use of the prize feature because people like to win stuff. You also will want to organize the activities on the dashboard so that they make sense and have kind of a flow and create titles that will indicate what the user will be learning. That makes everything easier. Overall, there was a lot of great data, including metrics and reports in the training arcade to show user progress and information retention. However, the next few slides are going to focus on reports and conclusions that we've synthesized outside of these prepared dashboards. For management, we were primarily interested in high-level reports of completion. 
after each week of pre-onboarding and each lesson of onboarding, I sent out a report looking at user participation and engagement. After the onboarding lessons were over, we also did an impact analysis of how interaction with pre-onboarding influenced employees' accuracy and information retention in onboarding formative assessments. The training services team used the results from pre-onboarding and onboarding assessments to identify gaps in employees' knowledge. For example, we found that they were struggling more with new concepts rather than concepts which were translated from the existing system. To address this, training services is focusing on putting these concepts and terms into the post-onboarding phase games. In the future, we also plan to do a more detailed analysis of how the formatting of questions and the games utilized impacted user performance across all training phases. For example, we know that they struggled a little bit with Sortit, but liked Trivia and Wheel of Fortune, and we want to know if that is reflected in the accuracy and information retention metrics. To complete all of these analyses, we are combining multiple data sources. This includes a staff list, which has information about each staff member's job role and reporting lines, data from the training arcade, especially the journey and game reports from pre-onboarding and onboarding, data from our LMS for pre-onboarding and onboarding, and data from Zoom polls, Microsoft Forms, and CRM reports, which we used for polls and breakout rooms and the onboarding classes. I use statistical analysis software in order to combine and clean up the data across these many sources. Across our 15 onboarding journeys, pre-onboarding journeys, at least 80% of users completed each journey. We had three types of journeys in pre-onboarding, all had the same learning materials. The arcade green was the version in the arcade with games. Arcade White had no games, and the LMS had quizzes rather than games. And at least one third of all users completed each pre-onboarding journey with games. And we had two users who played some of the game journeys more than 20 times each. In total, 217 out of about 300 users completed at least one journey with games multiple times. In comparison, no one went through the version of the journey in the LMS more than once. We also found that users were highly engaged with the leaderboard in the arcade, and many went through the version of the journeys without games many times in order to earn points. This behavior went on without any external encouragement. It wasn't until later that we decided to reward this behavior, and it was solely competitive. So a few last ideas to help with your training plan. First, less content is suggested. Spread it out over a longer period of time. This can keep your users from feeling overwhelmed. Next, differentiate the content that you need to cover with what you want to cover. Again, it can be easy to overdo the content. We also recommend that you allow yourself time to learn the system before you need to create games. As with any new software, there is a learning curve, so plan some time to work within the system and get a feel for how to create the games. Also, consider whether you can create different style games with the same content to help a variety of learners. And it's a good idea to try to tell a story in your game. Makes it a little more fun for the learner. And review the questions with the answers to determine the best format. Some content fits with certain games better than others. And finally, the game info section includes an information pop-up. And because this pops up at the beginning of the game for the user, it's a good spot to include a link to a website they might need or any special instructions that might be helpful. So the thing about UA is we are one big team and this project took a lot of people and we had a ton of ups and downs and one of the biggest things is we were very thankful that we had the support of our leadership. 
It was truly critical to the success of our implementation of our onboarding as with any new product or business process to have the buy-in and support of our leadership. It was important for us to have that strong backing for the innovation that guides and lifts our staff to excellence in their day-to-day -day tasks. And this has been really pivotal to our success. But our success was also because of our relationship with our IT staff and our subject matter experts. We could not have been as successful in our program at all without their knowledge, their constant support, and above all, their patience. Thank you guys. Good morning.